Hello, beautiful creatures. Welcome to episode number six of Confessions of the Witch, the podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and today is going to be another one of those um, rambling episodes, kind of like the one I just did. So hopefully you guys liked it. Um, This is the second time I've sat down to record this one. Um, It got, not a little bit, it got very emotional for me. Um... So in this episode, I want to talk about something very serious, but I also don't want it to be depressing. I just want it to be something that we can talk about, you know what I mean? And that is the physical death. Um, In the last episode, we talked about cycles and going through cycles and um, not just being in that happy cycle all the time and the the bloom cycle, but also in the um, the fall cycle and the winter cycle, so like the death and the dormant cycle. So I thought a good follow-up for that would be us talking about the actual physical death. Um, and also, like in the last episode, I decided to pull an oracle card um, from a deck. It's called the Fairy Tale Oracle um, by Lucy Cavendish. And this is a deck that I got a long time ago. Um, I didn't really know how to use it at first. I struggled with it because I was trying to use it more the way I would, per se, like your tarot cards, my tarot cards. Um, and this one's more about pulling one, maybe two cards. Um, so once I kind of realized more what this deck was better used for, then I was able to connect with it a lot more. And interestingly enough, last time when I went to pull a card, um, I opened up the box and a card fell out and it was the top card so I was like oh that's not like that's not the one I meant to talk about so went in sat down did my little ritual and shuffled the cards and I repulled the exact same card so this time when I opened up the deck um, I picked it up and the bottom card at the very bottom um, the picture really intrigued me and the image really intrigued me. So I decided, well, I'm not going to try to say, no, this isn't the card the way I did last time. I took this card and I read its meaning and it, it is so accurate for what we're going to be talking about. Um, so it's number 27, The Light Princess, Ungrounded. And when I read this, it just bang on. Like, seriously, guys, if you're looking for a deck to do shadow work, this is a really good deck to use. It is very intense it's really good to do journaling with as well so i'm going to read it out loud to you i'm gonna read the whole thing because i just feel like everything's really important from it so yes i'm gonna grab water first and i think it's something i might end up doing more often i I like pulling a card going into um the episodes so 27 the light princess ungrounded death alone from death can save love is death and so is brave love can fill the deepest grave love loves on beneath the wave like that is beautiful (laughs) the light princess is a modern fairy tale which describes eloquently what can take place when we fail to ground to value the earth to value and earth our desires In this deeply symbolic story, a beautiful princess is born, but is cursed at birth. Her curse is an unusual one. She is weightless and floats high above all that is on the ground. 
and must be gently guided about at all times on a string like a human kite. She is also unable to grasp anything that is of a complex or serious matter. She is not unintelligent, but it seems she is completely disinterested in anything that is deep or sad in any way. In some ways, she lacks empathy and the ability to relate. As she floats above all, gliding about, looking at everything from far away, from the air, laughing at the beauty of the sky and the clouds, she is separate, sweet and hopeless. The only thing that can weigh her down for a time is water, the element associated with memory, death, and emotional maturity. The West, thus, thus, <laughs> one message of the tale, and a message of this card is that is through emotional experience, memory, and the intelligence and honest examination of the past, shadow work, and our psyche's awakening that we can develop compassion and empathy and true intelligence. When we have no ability to feel the heaviness of certain situations, we may have the benefit of escaping much that is painful, but we run the danger of becoming a curious, distant, literally airheaded, or fluffy. If we choose to stay ungrounded and to focus only on ascension or being a light worker without acting in real grounded ways to help those around us, we can truly become cruel. We have power, as the princess does, but it must be grounded and brought to earth and lived out through the body. In order to be useful and truly loving, in time there is a happy ending for the light princess, but the ability to come down to earth does not mean she is no longer free. It means that she can finally relate, feel, and find true connection with others. So this really resonated with me, and I'm sure it's going to resonate with a few of you as well, which is why this card came out. But it's just really, like, ties in a lot with our our theme of this season um, and this episode. So some... uh, point notes for this for the meaning is it's time to ground you must take steps to reconnect come down to earth escapism is making you ineffective fantasy without grounding can become cruelty the need to be serious considering yourself invulnerable immune minimizing issues which need your attention spiritual laws emotional depth denial of gravity ungrounded and the story is by george mcdonald And I also find it funny, too, that, um, so whenever I do uh, readings and stuff, sometimes the numbers will catch my attention, so I will break the numbers down, like, add them up until I get one number, so 27 will be 2 plus 7, which equals 9, 7, 8, 9, yeah, 9, so 9 is the number of almost completion, and then 10 would be completion, which is us talking about death. (laughs) So that, to me, that just kind of tied in very neatly with that. Um, <clears throat> so death is not fun. Death is something that touches all of our lives, some of us more so than others. Um, and hopefully throughout our lives, the only death that we experience is ones that are meant to happen at the times that they're meant to happen naturally. But that's not the case for all of us. Um, that was not the case for me. Um, when I was 12, I lost my biological mother. She died in interesting circumstances. She died on her birthday. She fell out of a moving vehicle and hit her head. 
I'm not going to go much further into that, but um, it just, to me, that's not what really happened. But anyways, so I was very young when I first encountered death. Um, I wasn't close with her. I hadn't lived with her in a long time. Um, so it hurt and it was really hard and I went through, um, a lot with that and I learned a lot with that, but because she wasn't part of my day-to-day life, it didn't affect me on the same level it would as somebody who's close with their mother or their father or whoever. Um... I lost both my grandmothers. I didn't know either of my grandfathers. They were both gone when I was really, really young or before I was born. Um, those ones were a little bit harder because both my grandmothers at different points had raised me. But again, I wasn't close to them for a very long time. So it didn't... Not that it didn't affect me. I'm not saying it didn't. It did, but not on um, such a grand scale. Um... The one that really affected me the most and that I struggle with the most is the death of a friend. So <clears throat> somebody who's very, very close to me, we we met, we worked together, we became friends and we ended up living together for many years, just as friends. Um, and she became one of my best friends. Like we were super close and when we went through so much together um we went through a lot about discovering ourselves and learning about ourselves we both had just left very intense serious relationships hers was very toxic and not good she almost died at that point um and for me i left it was a loving relationship but it it wasn't meant to be and that was really really hard um so we ended up moving in together and we developed a really strong bond and she really helped push me in a very positive direction. She was very loving. She always wanted to befriend everybody. She was very, very loud. Um, just a very kind person. And she would give, she would really give anybody the shirt off her back. But she encountered a lot of um, people that used and abused her, unfortunately. Um, and she got involved with substances, substance abuse, and just went down a really, really shitty path. Um, so, like, I don't want to get into that part and everything like that. I don't want to go too deep into it. But I want to talk about how we deal with with death. And everybody deals with it differently. Um, for myself, if I know someone's sick or dying, I don't want to be near them. It freaks me out. I don't want to deal with it. I want to take a step back. I don't like looking at it. It 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 scares me. Um, and that's that's my own that's my own thing. Um, but as I've lost people in my life, I I don't want this to sound um, not caring. But as I've lost people in my life after they've passed um I felt a very very calm presence um a very I felt at peace inside I just this a part of me just my instant first feeling um was feeling very peaceful 
and just like everything's okay now which is probably odd for most of you guys but that that's how I feel I just I feel at peace and then then comes in the uh, the other emotions right um the questions like why why her why this person why now and then that's when it gets really hard to deal with right because then you're dealing with all your thoughts and your emotions and stuff so I think that again we each deal with it in our own way um sorry went to make a tea um, so we each deal with this differently, right? And depending on your spiritual beliefs, where you live in the world, your cultural beliefs will dictate a lot about how you um, process stuff, how you deal with it. Um, it also depends, like, if you experience death at a very young age, uh, how, like, how did you first encounter it? So many things, right? Um, I think if this is something that, like, in society now, like, it's not something we really talk about. Like, we we do celebrations of life and bury people and stuff, but we don't... It's not something that we talk about. Very taboo, right? Um, But this is a very natural cycle of life. Nobody is exempt from it. Eventually, we will all go through this process and this cycle um for myself i do believe that we are reborn multiple times i do believe that we have certain things that we are meant to do at different times and different lessons that we're meant to learn um I don't think everything happens for a reason but i think there are certain situations that do happen in our lives for a reason um and certain things in destiny that we're meant to fulfill so for myself i think the reason why i feel that sense of peace is because i know that this isn't the end for myself this is what i believe um and if you don't believe that that's totally fine but this isn't the end and eventually you know they're they're in a peaceful place or they will be reborn again and be working on a different on a different thing. It's not the end. It's just the end of this moment in time. And something that I was raised with as the belief too is that we re-meet souls in different lifetimes. So my mom, she always felt like that my dad, her, my sister and I, we all knew each other in past lives. Not in the same um, settings kind of thing. Not in the same like mother, father daughter sort of idea but maybe we were friends in a last life or maybe we were like my mom and I were sisters or or something right so she thinks that we meet people and that's why we when we meet certain people we just feel very connected to them because we've met them previously in a past life and our souls we find each other over and over right hence you know soulmates and stuff so um I I do think I do think that happens. Um, <clears throat> I think that. Sorry, my stomach is growling so hard right now. Um, totally inappropriate for the conversation we're having. Um, I do think that I had met 
my friend in a past life when I first met her I think it was like our second or third shift together I walked up to her and this is something she would tell people she's like Sam just like walked right up to me and she's like you don't know it yet but we're gonna be best friends and we're gonna know each other for like the rest of our lives and like she literally would tell people this (laughs) and I was not wrong um I just I just knew when I like at first like the first time I met her I was like wow she's like really we're very different her and I are quite different but I was just like wow you're very like edgy Mm, I don't even say edgy she was just from a different not the wrong side of the tracks but a different side of the tracks than I was and we were just very different in personalities she loved to party Sundays were fun days, like, every Sunday was a fun day, especially in the summer, like, she was always outside tanning and having, like, a fun drink and bright colors, and she would have, like, flowers in her hair and, like, different, she was just a very colorful person, and I definitely was more, like, serious, especially in comparison to her, so we kind of had this this nice balance, balance between the two of us going, um, but... I think that we just, we know, right? Like we recognize souls. Um, But the other thing too that I want to talk about is uh, death within witchcraft. So we, again, depending on your culture and your background, this will be different. Some of you guys may completely disagree with this and some of you guys may completely agree with this. This is just my thoughts, my feelings, my, my personal experience. Um, I personally, I don't fuck with stuff like Ouija boards and stuff like that. I don't mess around with stuff that I don't know and I don't understand. I don't think it's safe. You can, I definitely feel like you can open up doorways you don't want to go into. But I'm also the type of person that if somewhere is haunted, like if I can go stay at a haunted hotel, I'm going to stay at a haunted hotel. I like tried my best to move into this place that was up for rent because I knew it was haunted. I was determined to live there. It did not work out. Eventually I realized why it didn't work out. The place ended up catching fire and burning. So I would have been homeless. Not for the first time, so that would not have been fun. But, um, I know I'm very curious about ghosts and people. So, after my friend had died, something that I decided to do, and again, you may choose to do this, may choose not to, maybe in your own um, religion or practice or craft, you do something similar. I would love to learn more about that. If that is something that you do, I would love to hear about that. Um, but something I decided to do was do a tarot reading. Um, I feel very safe doing my readings. Um, I feel very confident in my craft and my practice that I was, I knew that by doing my reading, I would be able to connect directly with who I wanted to connect with. Um, So this might be something that you would like to do that might bring you peace. Go ahead. If not, that is totally fine too. Um, If you would like, say you're working through a passing of somebody or you haven't really felt closure from that, something that you could do would be to write a letter to this person and write down your thoughts and feelings, um, kind of like how we did our goodbye letter. And it's something that you can bury, it's something that you can burn, it's something that you can flush down the toilet, rip it up first and flush it down so it doesn't clog the toilet. Um, something you can just rip up in tiny, tiny pieces and bring it out to the ocean and just let it float away. 
like in the wind. Um, so if that's something that works better for you, then I recommend doing that. But something that worked for me was doing a reading. So I'm just going to kind of go through some of the questions I asked for this reading. Um, and just share my experience with you guys with that. Um, the reason why I chose tarot was not just because I felt comfortable with it, but because I find it's very accurate. Um, I find closure for many things. I find so many answers are very clearly given to me when I use my, my tarot and my oracle cards. So this is what made the most amount of sense to me. So if this is something that you would like to do, I highly encourage it. It was super releasing for me. Um, Serena and I used to do readings together all the time. After we moved in together, she found out that I was a witch. She got very excited and all she ever wanted me to do was do readings. So usually Saturday nights we would do tarot readings. She would have friends over. I would do readings for them. Um, one of her really good friends actually started into the craft from learning about it from me. Um, one of our roommates that we lived with, she got into oracle cards because of me and crystals and stuff. So it's just, it's it's really cool to kind of see people's lives that I touched that's bringing them into something that's more um, spiritual and connect connective for them. But it just, it became our thing, right? We would sit, we'd have a cup of tea um, or a coffee. I drank coffee a lot at the time at night a good idea um, and we would do readings so this just to me felt very natural very connected and I knew she would be able to connect with me in that sense um, she had visited one of our friends through a dream and they had like a really lovely conversation and were able to create closure um, <clears throat> sorry I'm getting a little teary-eyed uh, it was it was really beautiful it was really great to see that we each kind of found our own ways to um, find that closure, right? So we all do it differently and we all receive it differently. So these are the questions that I asked. Um, I used my deck called Beautiful Creatures and this was a deck she really, really loved. She loved the look of it. She loved the images of it. Um, so that just, that felt right for me. Um, so the first question I asked was, I need some guidance on my loss. What is it I need to know more to move on? Um, and then I wanted this card to be like the character in the card to be my guide for the rest of this reading. So kind of like a focal point. And the card I got was 10 of cups contentment. And this card's character became my guide. Her name is Flora, the goddess of flowers. Very accurate for my friend. Um, totally her to a T. Um, she was in a really beautiful garden, radiant, lots of flowers, um, flowers that were like talking to her and stuff which again for me reminded me of Alice in Wonderland and that was another big theme that my friend Serena and I shared so there's just a lot of symbolism coming through this card to me with this deck that just made a lot of sense and connected a lot of things for me um, and it was security relief feels happy has done a job well done. Having taken care of the flowers makes her feel whole. Um, and just made me feel like she was very happy and safe and in a space that was good. So instantly that just lit me up. I felt so great about that. 
Um, and then the next question I asked was, why this card? Mm -mm. And then I pulled, you are one, authenticity. No one more special and unique than you. Love yourself. You are much more than people make you out to be. Um, I have a sip of water here. Hold on. So this card to me um, kind of made me really think about the fact that she always encouraged me to be my most authentic self. And this is really, this reading here spurred a lot of what Confessions of a Witch is today and the name of it and a lot to do with it. So yeah, that's kind of what helped brought this about. But we were constantly always trying to find our most authentic selves and constantly trying to figure out what it is we're meant to do in our next, um, the next level, the next phase, the next everything, right? Like whenever we do our readings, we were trying to figure that out. So it just made sense to like what the card that I got. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I don't know why I'm so burpy. So then I wrote some information about how I felt and stuff. I'm not gonna get into that because I'll ball my eyes out. But it just, I felt very connected. This was really, really good. It made a lot of sense to me. Um, so then I asked, how can I work with this card? And then I got number 12, the hanging one, perception. One point never saw things, one point never saw things as they were, only saw what was um, convenient, things that have now changed uh, my life around, and seen things as they are, as well as people. So I was a little bit confused on that, so I pulled a clarifying card, and it was from a different deck. It was Mend a Broken Heart Fairy, Healing from Heartaches, side note. Um, it's an Alice in Wonderland card, that's what it looked like, so that made me laugh. Um, so that just kind of really made sense to me afterwards about learning about like perception and seeing people as they are and um, just looking at them and seeing them as they are. So that just kind of made me think about like, okay, like where is this card set? Where is she? How is she? That kind of thing. Uh, then the next one was what will she, um, the card, do for me? So kind of like what is it that Serena needs me to know? What is it she's trying to do for me? Um, and then the card I got was number 13, the transformation. You're not letting me help you. You're resisting and I'm trying to help you move forward and become new. Let me fucking do my job, okay? And so I wrote, let me do my fucking job because in my head as I was reading this, that's literally what I heard. And I knew instantly that was her talking to me, telling me, like, just let me fucking help you. Like, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you where you need to go. Like, I'm on the other side. I know what's up. I know what's good. So I'm trying to give you these messages and I need you to fucking listen to me, girl. Like, listen to me. And it just made me laugh because it, like, okay, I get it. You're just trying to do your job. And just really, like, doing this reading really brought about a lot of peace. And again, like, really spurred on a lot of where I am today and, and stuff. So, um, let's see what else. I don't want to share everything, but I do want to share a bit more. 
So then the other card I pulled, I pulled a couple clarifying cards, which was the Mermaid of Immersion. Mermaids don't just live on the surface, they live underneath in the deep blue water emotions. Um, clear away toxins. Uh, this immersion is the road to real rebirth. Too much planning, not enough doing. So AK working on my shadow work. And when Serena and I would do readings, it was always about facing our inner demons and asking like what to do, what work needs to be finished. Um, so this was just kind of, this whole reading was about her like pushing me to continue doing what it was we were working on and what we were doing. And that really translated into what it is I wanted to share and do with my business and share for you guys. And then <clears throat> the last thing that I pulled, and this is going to be a slight story here, um, was again, like I do numbers and stuff. So I pulled, um, where did it happen? Mm. At the start of the reading, when I went to pull out my angel numbers book to look up number 10, I accidentally grabbed my Archangels Guide 101 book by accident, or so I thought. And I decided, felt like I should open up to the 10th page. So at first, I grabbed the wrong book and I was like, oh, wrong one. And I went to go get the other one. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I grabbed this one for a reason. Maybe there's something here. So I opened up to the 10th page and it was... Michael, the Archangel Michael, and he has shown up at different points in my life when I have dealt with really hard things, and he's been a guide. Um, I'm not really big on picking out very specific um, deities or gods and goddesses. I keep it more, um, I don't want to say loose or casual, but I just keep it more simple. Like for myself, I just connect with the goddess as the goddess and then she speaks through me through that, not in any particular religion or culture or background. Although I have done like lots of research and am doing lots of research on, you know, my history and background and stuff. But anyways, different story. Um, but Michael has popped up a lot and it, the color around him was all purple on this page, which... Serena's favorite color is purple. Everything in her room was purple. I painted her room purple for her. So it just, all these messages were coming through, right? Um, and then something that made me really laugh was as I was looking at this image, I heard, he's a hottie. And I just died laughing because like, okay, A, first we're talking about an angel. And then B, here's Serena talking about how she thinks this angel's a hottie. So it just, it was just super funny. And again, just totally made me feel really really good um so i don't know if this helps anybody but i hope it does um i shared a lot there about some personal stuff and kind of going through it but I, the reason why i'm doing this is because i want you guys to know that when you are dealing with hard things there are many different when you're dealing with death there's many different things and ways that you can find closure and peace um and finding ways to work through that. And when we lose somebody that can spur on a lot of shadow work. And if we don't know how to talk about it or deal with it, that can cause a lot of problems and backup and blockages. So that's why I wanted to talk about this today because I know that 
we're all human and we've all gone through a lot of different things and if this is something that you are struggling with that hopefully that can help um, you can do something similar with your runes you can do this with again like writing a letter um, you can even create you know do a spell about release and letting go maybe you don't want to go as in depth as I did with my reading but maybe you just want to ask some basic questions like what will help me um, find peace with the loss of so-and-so what can I do to move forward um, what are some actions I can take to be able to accept what has happened right so there's lots of different things that you can find as well on Pinterest and uh, questions that you can find you don't have to follow exactly what you see or what I just gave you for questions you can just make not make up, but find the questions that make the most sense to you, right? So sometimes what I'll do on Pinterest is I'll find different readings that kind of relate to what it is that I'm looking for, and then I'll pick the questions that make the most um, sense for what it is I'm trying to work through or understand. So another thing that you can do is you can work with some crystals. You can do this with oracle cards. You can do journaling. Um, you can do meditations. You can do yoga. There's lots of different things that you can do, but unfortunately this is something that we all we all work through this is something that we all deal with and I just want you guys to know that you're not alone and that this is one of the ways that hopefully you can help find some peace and closure within that if you guys have anything that you would like to share or add to this and you think that could be beneficial to other people please please message me let me know I will share it and I will pass it along um, and let me know if this was helpful or touched you in any way or whatever you're thinking. Um, if you guys have any questions or thoughts or ideas about what you would like me to share or talk about, or maybe something that you're struggling with shadow work that you don't really know how to work on, the, then let me know and I can connect with you maybe just one-on-one -on -one or I can share it as a whole episode. All right, I hope that this finds you guys well. I hope that you guys are staying safe and I hope that you are finding things daily that make you happy and finding ways to give yourself a little bit of self-love. Um, again, I've mentioned this before, but if you do do some shadow work and you are working on some shadow work, make sure you take steps um, first before doing shadow work to like love yourself up as well as after. And please don't do shadow work if you're in a like very like you're very depressed or you um, don't feel mentally sound or comfortable or safe. So only do it if it feels right for you at the time, all right? Um, do lots of self-love. Practice lots of self-love, right? Because again, we talked about this in a previous episode. They're both just different sides of the same coin, self-love and shadow work. So, All right, I hope you guys are well, and I'm sending you lots of love and good thoughts and vibrations, and I know that you guys can do those hard things. So blessed to be, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.